Before we start this podcast, please remember to like and subscribe to our YouTube and Spotify pages at Righteous Rebuild Podcast. Thank you. You will never run away, you're forever mine. You will never run away, you're by my side. Jesus loves you! Get it, baby! Top of the morning, we're going fishing! Fishing for men. <laughs> now nah, we're going fishing for fish this morning. We are super excited to finally get this podcast up and launched today. Here, February 19th. Good morning. Welcome to Righteous Rebuild Podcast. A podcast that brings others close to Christ. My name is John Hutton. I am your host. And alongside me is my wonderfully and beautifully made wife, Madison. Hey, how you doing today? Hello, everybody. I'm doing pretty good. We had our anatomy scan, and baby is growing good. Everything is going well, so that is absolutely something to be happy about. And we went on a nice trail walk with our dog today, Kilo. Okay. So that's always a blast. You know, you're always loving your dogs, and I can't imagine uh, how much it's going to be so when a baby is born into this world, right? Uh, For those of you who don't know, uh, Madison is pregnant. How far along are you? I am 19 weeks and four days. That's uh, pretty good, right? Almost halfway. So the other day we actually, for the first time, got to feel the baby kick earlier this week. Um, how'd that make you feel? <laughs> weird. She skipped fluttering and just went right to just taking a leg or an arm and just going right across my stomach. No, I knew, I, I knew she didn't skip fluttering because I saw your stomach throbbing a few times nevertheless that's not to do with what we're talking about um we're just super excited for this new season of our lives um but uh i just today we're here uh we're we're not gonna get into anything crazy today but we're just gonna introduce ourselves and we're just going to introduce the podcast uh we're we're gonna it's just gonna be an introductory uh uh, podcast today so that you guys can understand who we are, where we came from, and, and you're going to understand why the podcast is named what it's named. You're going to understand uh, why we decided to even start a podcast. There's a story behind it, and uh, I look forward to talking about that with you guys. And so next week, we're going to be able to hit the ground running and, and, and actually talk about Bible scripture and stuff like that, and we'll get more into that later. But uh, before we get started with that, I would just like for us to introduce ourselves. So starting, I guess, with you, Madison, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, as you all know, I'm Madison. I was born, Hi, Madison. <laughs> I was born in North Carolina, and then when I was seven, moved to Florida, and a few years later, my dad joined the Air Force, so I'm from all over. Then in high school, I ran cross-country and track, which, yeah. led me, <laughs> which led me to run at Southeastern, where I met my now husband, John. It's like that song, I was born to run <laughs> from Southeastern. It's a Southeastern thing. <laughs> and he also ran cross and track. I was pretty fast. But not as fast. Well, you weren't faster than me. I wasn't faster than you, but I was a faster girl than you were a boy. Of course, you went to state meets, and I never got the chance because I was in what was known as the region of death. It was that bad. One of the fastest regions in the country. That's why I didn't go to states. Literally, if I was... uh, We're getting off track here. But just so you know, literally, if I was in any other region in the whole country, we would I would have gone to their state meet. But because I... Finished 39th with the time of 17.15 for a 5K. 
I wasn't able to make states. That's messed up. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, and just we're now expecting a little girl due in mid-July. That's yeah. all I want to say. <laughs> it's, we're just so super excited about that. And um, glad to have got to know you a little bit more, Madison. Uh, hey, before, before you kind of move on, and just go ahead and tell us about your testimony. How, how did you uh, come to know Christ? Well, I was raised in church, and so I don't really have some giant transformation story, <laughs> as some people do. That's a good thing. <laughs> as all kids, um, you know, we go through some doubts, and I was praying and trying to figure everything out, asking kind of God for a sign, you know, as little kids do. Um, and it kind of clicked for me when um, my grandmother passed. She was a really big Christian mm. in my eyes, and when she had cancer for the second time, we were saying our goodbyes. My dad and I had to go back to Florida, and she really wanted us to get home safely and wanted me to do good in school. Yeah. Well, it was a very long drive back to Florida. We stopped a few times and had to get back on base. We had just gotten home, and while we were in, in the bathroom, my dad got a phone call from my mom that, uh, that she had just passed a few minutes before like we had gotten inside. Um, and so it was just kind of too much of a coincidence, and that really solidified my faith. So um, <laughs> I never... I never quite got straight A's in school like she might have been hoping, <laughs> unless she was meaning good in athletics. <laughs> well, um, I, I, it's, it is a beautiful story that, you know, she essentially, the moral of the story was she waited for you guys to get home safely yeah, exactly. um, to pass away. And I imagine she's looking down right now. I'm very proud of you, the, the soon-to-be mother, and just very proud of all the things that you're doing for the kingdom of God right now. Um well, thank you for sharing that testimony with us, and I'm just going to go ahead and share with you guys mine. Uh, again, my name is John Hutton, and I was actually born and raised in Jacksonville, Florida. Some know it as Duval. <laughs> um, people call me whatever they want for it, but hey, you can't really associate with it unless you're from there. That's why we just have that pride. Nevertheless, though, like just like UMass, and I was born and raised in the church, and uh, actually, really, just like you too. Like my grandmother, she was a huge part of you know my testimony. She, I love that our grandmothers both played like really vital roles in our lives growing up. Well, yeah, it is actually really cool how we both have similar similarities in that, and you know, uh, she she played a really good role in my life and and really guided me not only as a young man but also as a follower of Christ. She really showed and exemplified what it was like to be a good follower of Christ. And so I, I grew up in her church, and I remember I was in Sunday school one day at that church, and, and so the Sunday school teacher said, you know, has ever anybody in here not gotten saved before? <laughs> and I'm like, well what do you mean get saved from what? Like, is the world about to end? Like, <laughs> did, did somebody drown and get saved? You know, some, like, what, what, what are we getting saved? And she's like, oh, you don't know what that means? And uh, no, I don't know what that means. What are you talking about? Like, I follow Christ, of course, but like, what do you, she's like, just say this prayer with me. And so I said a sinner's prayer that day, and I don't remember how old I was. And I remember like growing up my whole life that I'd always been a follower of Christ, and I'd always like was raised in the Christian household, but at the same time, I did not have that relationship with him. And I remember in the sixth grade, we had a pastor uh, who was uh, the associate pastor of the church that I went to in Jacksonville and I grew up in. He's the associate pastor, was actually preaching and doing a series on Wednesday nights for our youth group, and he was doing the series on the book of Revelation. 
Now, if you know anything about the book of Revelation, it can be pretty scary sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, and in fact, I make the joke that Pastor Mike Scott scared the hell out of me. And I'm not saying that derogatorily. I'm saying he literally, the hell and demons, they got scared when that man spoke because he spoke with authority, right? <laughs> and he spoke with truth. And it really convicted me that maybe this prayer that I prayed didn't really mean anything. And so, man, I just had an urge and a stirring in my heart that night. Man, God, like, I'm sorry, I haven't had this relationship with you. I, I just really got to turn this around. I've got to, I've, this very moment, I need to give my life to you, Jesus. And so I remember I went to my mom, and, I, and her and I went to the, that back room of my house, and I prayed that sinner's prayer, and that night, I actually meant it. And uh, from there... I got baptized a few years later, and believe it or not, when I got baptized, boom. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, if you've not been baptized yet and you've been saved, do it because as soon as you do it, you're, you're, it's the first commandment that Jesus gives us as followers of Christ. And when we obey that first commandment, he's going to really start to use us if we allow him to, if we show that obedience. And so I showed that obedience, and in the 10th grade, literally, Pastor Mike Scott, the one who spoke that message, he spoke another word to me. He says, John, and this was after a Wednesday night service, I used to hang out with the big church instead of the youth group just because I enjoyed um, being with the people who are more knowledgeable in Christ, right? And he said, John, after the service, John, you're going to be a pastor one day. And it was funny because like my brother and my sister used to make fun of me you're going to be the pastor of the family. And like, like, why are they making fun of me? Like, isn't that a good thing? <laughs> and, uh, you know, but that really spoke to me. And I, I'm in 10th grade and I'm like trying to figure out what I'm going to be doing with my life. And maybe this word that he just spoke over me is actually what God wants in my life. So I, the first thing naturally I do is I go online and I look up, uh, how much do pastors make? Ah, oh, crap. Because <laughs> <laughs> naturally, that's our, that's our lustful instinct to just desire money, to desire what's going to make us most successful, right? But I really realized that maybe God called me to sacrifice, maybe earning more money so that other people could come to know Christ. And so uh, it was in the 10th grade I revealed that was revealed that call to me, and I understood it, and I knew it, and I knew it was of God. And so following that, uh, sorry, my story is long, but it's just so much into it. And following that, though, was my senior year of high school. God gave me, um, when I say a vision, I don't say like, you know, I was sleeping or I was in the middle of the day and I saw something in the middle of the air. No, he just gave me a desire to start a ministry at my school. I went to public school. And uh, there was a lot of Jesus that was not there, but was needed. And so I went up to my athletic director and talked about starting up a program. And she says, hey, we've already got a program. It's FCA. Um, there's 80 students here, the biggest in Jacksonville. I just need you, if you want to do this, to lead it. And it's all yours. And so I told her, you know, 
naturally because I had to look spiritual and all. Okay, I'll pray about it. Even though I was kind of like thinking about, you know, I'd already kind of decided, oh, yeah, this sounds really good, enticing. So I was like, I'll pray about it. And a few days later, I did actually, I did pray about it. And I got back with her and decided to do that. And it was great. People got saved and baptized and we had communion and saw lives changed. And, and it was really a big part of my ministry in high school to say, Jesus loves you. And I, I know he really did make an impact in his high school because anytime I've gone back and met his friends, that's what he's known for. He's known for telling people like Jesus loves you. And I just hear all these amazing stories about the things that he was able to accomplish in high school. Well, and it's like, it's not about me. I don't want anybody to be fooled about me. It's not about Madison. It's not about any of us. It's all about Christ and the love that Jesus displayed. Definitely. The love that Jesus displayed on the cross for us. I want to share that with everybody. Um, that's my passion, you know? And so, you know, I'm in t- uh, 12th grade. I start this, and, and everything is going great. I've already decided the school I'm going to go to. I walk on the campus of Southeastern University, and this is going to be the school where I'm going to meet my future wife. This is going to be the school <laughs> where I'm going to run and, and win the national championship for cross country. This is going to be the school where great things are going to happen. I'm going to be the big man on campus and, and preach God's word and do great things. And, 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 and I, I'm super excited, and then I get the news. I get woke up one day to a phone call that the very person who shed the most impact on my life spiritually, unexpectedly, passed away. And in a boom of an instant, my world was just shattered. And I imagine just like you, Madison, you know. Oh, for sure. I mean, losing a loved one, it just, it, it, it does something, and... It's just, it's really, really sometimes a struggle to get over someone that has been such an impact in your life throughout most of your life. Yeah, and you know, it it really did. It hurt me super badly a month before I graduated. And I thought it was super interesting because every time before I started doing something regarding ministry for God, Satan tried to stop me. Before I preached my very first sermon, which was to the youth group, thanks to Pastor Austin uh, Weldon, he just really empowered me. He he guided me. He he sown seeds into me. And man, that 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 pastor, he's our, he was my youth pastor. He held a really, he holds a really good spot in my heart. I love that man and all that he's done for me. And he really believed in me when nobody else really did. Pastor Mike did, and my grandmother did. Um, and. and I, but the day before I preached my very first sermon, I had a seizure. Unexpectedly, I was getting blood drawn and passed out and went into a seizure. The, the, the month before I graduate high school and go into college, my grandmother, the most impactful person when it comes to my spiritual life, dies unexpectedly. Um, and furthermore, I get to college and I decide, hey, I'm going to go ahead and uh, enter ministry while I'm in college, while I have a job. And so I entered into ministry at a church. I was at that church for two years. And the very first night I was at that church, my dog died. And it was like Satan tries all these tiny things to attack you, you know. And, and you know, we just started this podcast. And, um, you know, it, Satan tried again. And um, it's unfortunate news. And, uh, we're you know, we're grieving the passing of... Uh, my grandfather, my grandpa Sam, he was a great person, and uh, my stepdad Bart, it was his dad, and you know, it's just unexpected, completely unexpected, and see, I guess that's the story, is Satan's going to try to stop us, but let me tell you, my God is more powerful, 
my God is more strong, and I'm going to stand strong with God. You know, the Bible says, "He, uh, what can be against us? For He is for us." Right. And so I'm, uh, you know, I'm I'm getting into this, and, and then and then we go into ministry, and I'm there for two years, and then I get called to another church, and um, I, I served at that church for a short time, and it was it was really sad and unexpected because like. I felt the calling there, and, and we did a great job with the youth, and we, had, we loved everybody there. Uh, but God just called us into a different season. He called us to a season of, to, to uh, be there for each other, to learn each other more, to build our family, to grow. And um, we, we, we got out of that season uh, pretty quickly, and now we're in the season where I'm actually like building garage doors, and, and I'm, uh, I'm just you know, getting out all of my college debt. I uh, just got my car paid off yesterday. Amen. Amen. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to give these loan sharks uh, trying to charge me all this percentage and interest. Nope. That ain't happening today, Satan, because I paid that car off yesterday in the name of Jesus. <laughs> now we just got to drive safely. <laughs> yes. And so, uh, but, but now we're working on college debt and uh, thanks to Madison's parents. They're allowing us to get all this paid off while I'm working this job, but um, eventually we're going to get back into ministry, and we're just slowly seeking and waiting on God's will to happen. But um, now, I guess, after I've introduced myself, you're going to be wondering, you know, why and how did we start this podcast up? And so, um, I guess for us, we just really wanted a way to reach family, uh, wanted a way to reach our friends, and and we wanted a way to reach new friends, people who we perhaps haven't met just yet. Especially while we're not currently serving at a church, we still wanted to be, you know, in a in a form of ministry. And and so this form of ministry is perfect for us because it allows us to just reach anybody and everybody and it allows us to reach you guys at whatever time y'all want to. Yes, it airs at six o'clock every Saturday, but you can watch it anytime and uh, you can listen to it anytime. Though we don't have videos, um, you can listen to it on YouTube or Spotify at Righteous Rebuild Podcast. Hashtag, let's go. <laughs> uh, but essentially our vision is really just to see people restored through the ministry of this podcast because it's really hard to walk a Christian life alone. I've tried to do it, and it sucks. Please, like... And I would encourage you guys, even if you've never met me, if you if you feel like you're in this alone, man, just comment, talk to us, find a way to message me, message me on Facebook, John Hutton, message me on Instagram at Big Time Fisherman. Come on, somebody, and then, <laughs> you know, just however, like just message me, and I would love to just connect with you and just let you know that you're not in this alone, and that's the point of this podcast is that we're not in this alone. So Madison, uh, would you just want to go ahead and tell us the story of how this podcast, well, I guess how this podcast and how it all started, um, with how, how, how yeah, it's going? Yeah, well, several months ago, you know, we had the idea of starting a podcast, but it didn't really, like, we, we didn't really make a commitment to it until a previous pastor had encouraged us to do it. All along, we knew we, what we wanted to do with our podcast and the audience that we wanted to reach, but we needed a name for it. Well, and I'm just going to like allude to something real quick. So, um, 
Pastor Mark, he actually did a really good job at like encouraging me to do this because like I I was thinking about doing this and we were talking and kind of like lightly about it, you know, water cooler talk about it. But Pastor Mark said, hey, John, one day uh, we're driving to a convention or something for pastors. He says, you know, hey, John, have you started about like doing a podcast or something? You know, the youth would really love that. And I was like, you know, I have been start, you know, thinking about starting one. I just haven't really put it into action yet. And so um, that's one thing I, I appreciate Pastor Mark for is he, he really did help us like initiate all of this. But he also like helped us set it up in such a way that like we're we're just going to we're, we're going to be consistent with it. You know, he didn't want us to to be inconsistent with us. He wanted us to have a plan for it. And so we. Thanks to him, uh, we we do have a plan for this, and we're just super excited to start it. But yeah, as far as the name goes, I just really, you know, was thinking about it, and several names went through my mind, and and uh, some of them were maybe ridiculous, the others <laughs> maybe were not. But um, the, the 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 name that we finally chose, and it just came to us, was Righteous Rebuild. And so, he, one of the ones he originally wanted was righteous reconstruction, but I thought that was a bit of a mouthful. I, you know, it's like you girls, like y'all are so funny because it's like, I think y'all overanalyze things. Righteous reconstruction, that is actually a lie. <laughs> uh, never, you know, sometimes guys, we just got to pick our battles, right? Pick your battles and don't fight about stupid stuff. And uh, this name, yeah, I, I like Righteous Rebuild, though, a whole lot more than Reconstruction. Uh, but the reason why we did it was because, I, as I told you before, I'm installing these new garage doors. Like, essentially what happens is, is I see a house at ground zero where it's just... Sometimes I pull up to a house and it's just dirt. <laughs> Sometimes I pull up to a house and it's and it's just the bones of the house. There there's not there's not mud it's not mudded on the outside. It's just brick and a roof. And so like I, I'm naturally thinking like the architect or or the homeowners, the people who have put this blueprint for this empty space they have this big vision for what they want this empty lot to look like. And in a lot of ways, I thought that God did the same thing. Like, not, he, there was nothing, there was no blueprint, there was no former uh, thing that he could judge or base anything off of. God just had a vision, and his vision was he wanted to love us so much that he wanted us to experience him. And, and, and he created us, and, and we were nothing, but, but he created us into something so big and beautiful, and so uh, I I got to see that, and I was thinking like, man, these the, the way that these houses they go up. Like I start out with the garage door, and it's what keeps things safe inside, so that people don't steal cabinets, so people don't steal um, copper, so people don't steal all these different types of things. But it also is safe for the house. But like I I, I look at it, and I'm like, man, these people are doing a very beautiful work of art with no basis they create it and i was thinking god does the same thing in us he 
he builds us. He, he creates us. He has this huge vision for us in our lives. And even if we don't think that he's got a plan for us, even if we don't think that, that, that we're satisfied with what he has done in our lives, God says, no, it's not too late. I love you. I have a vision for you. I don't care if you're 99 years old and have two hours left to live. I have a vision for you. And if you're still breathing, then you need to believe. Snoop Dogg says it just right in his song, Living My Best Life. And I'm about to promote Little Duval. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He says, uh, you've got a lot to be smiling for. So what are you whiling for? Right. And he, he says, if, if you, if you breathe in, you believe in, you, you know, and that's the thing. As long as you got breath in your life, God has a plan for you, and He wants you to enact upon that plan. And it's a building process. It's not going to happen overnight. It is a process. In fact, the Bible reminds us that the process is a lifetime process of sanctification. And the minute we die, we are sanctified in Christ. Also, in the same way, if you're more mature in your faith with an older house um, that needs a little bit bit of fixing or a lot (laughs) of fixing (laughs) if you don't do it with quality effort are you throwing shade at me (laughs) not you honey never (laughs) you um if you don't if you don't fix it with quality effort you're going to end up with a house that still needs fixing in in a few months well this is uh it's actually like the the house that's built on sand right versus the house that's built on rock you know Uh, It's very important that we set our foundation strongly and firmly in Christ because if we don't, like you said, Madison, our our house is going to collapse one day if we build it upon a soft, sandy foundation. Mm -hmm. Whereas if we build it on that rock being Jesus, um, our house is going to stand and nothing will stand against it, right? Correct. Yep. But really the biggest Bible verse that really guided us to Name in the podcast, Righteous Rebuild, not Reconstruction, <laughs> Madison. <laughs> the biggest Bible verse though, that, that allowed us to uh, think of the name was found in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verses 17 through 21. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. Okay, if, if, and if you don't mind, I'm just going to ask you to stop right there. Because, like, so, first of all, we we thought, like, when you're, when you got a house that's not been built, right, God is creating a new creation, okay, and... For us, he is creating in us a new creation. But that only happens whenever we make the decision to build the house, right? Uh, We've got to make the decision to follow Christ. And and Christ, when we decide to follow him, he he says, you know what? I'm going to turn you into something brand new. Anybody got an old body and, and, and feels the aches and pains of life? I'm not there yet, and I hope I never get there. I know maybe some of our older people in, in our audiences might be laughing at us and saying, ha ha, just wait. <laughs> uh, imagine, though, God giving you a brand new body. It, 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 it reminds us that if we are in Christ, the new creation has come. But more specifically what this is saying, and this is actually really what the Bible is saying, the moment we decide to follow Christ, 
all of our sins, all of our sinful desires, it's not that they go away. It's that we have new desires to follow Christ. The old creation has passed away. And the, the, the creation that, that was sinful and lustful and giving into the desires and the pleasures of this world, that's gone. We no longer desire to have that. Yes, we make mistakes. Yes, we fail. Yes, we fall short. The Bible reminds us that we all fall short of the glory of God. But yet Jesus, he reconciles us. And that's the beautiful thing is that he reconciles us. He rebuilds us. He reconstructs us. He makes us into something new, right? Mm -hmm. and he, he, he does a new work in us, right? And that's the beautiful story of the gospel. Jesus says, I don't care if you've murdered somebody. I don't care if you've uh, hurt somebody. I don't care if you've cussed, stolen, lied, cheated on your taxes. It's tax season. Uh, <laughs> brought to you by TurboTax. Uh, <laughs> Now, I, Jesus says, I don't care how bad of a sinner you are. I am here to reconcile you. I, and it's not that you owe me anything. It's, it's not that it's just call upon my name. Give your life to me and I will reconcile you. And, and it's very beautiful right here where it says that he doesn't count people's sins against them. There is that judgment, the, the, the day of judgment where he judges the righteous well, the righteous, he does not count their sins, but there is this sad, unfortunate truth that for those who did not reconcile themselves to Christ, for those that did not call upon the name of the Lord, for those of, who did not just surrender their lives to Christ, they're facing a judgment also. But it's a judgment where God remembers the sin and he casts them into the eternal lake of fire. But if you give your life to Jesus... And even if you have already given your life to Jesus and you might have fallen off the path or whatever, I'm not saying you lose your salvation. I don't, I don't believe that. I believe that once you're saved, you're saved, right? But what I'm, even if you're in a spot where, man, you, just life is not going good, guess what? Jesus still wants to reconcile you. He still wants to remember your sins no more. He still wants to build a new creation out of you in this lifelong process. So you can go ahead uh, and keep on reading. Sorry for that interruption. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And that's actually like the beautiful song by Chris Tomlin. He became sin who knew no sin that you might become his righteousness. That's the beautiful thing is that like, yeah, we're sinners. And Jesus, who lived a perfect life, said, I love you so much that though I lived a perfect life and had no sin, I'm going to become sin so that you, therefore, can become righteousness. So that you, therefore, can become more like me. Not that we become God, but we become more like him. We're built and made and created in the blueprint, in the image of Jesus Christ. And, and I actually like think about the ambassador part in verse 20. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making an appeal through us. Well, like when I say the word ambassador, what do you think of when I say that? A leader or someone that's going to like show you what to do exactly okay so uh, you know like an ambassador I think of like the first thing I think of is like a knight you know like the ambassador you know I'm a knight I'm a I'm a strong person uh, somebody who I guess tells the story somebody who who 
passes on the word, right, uh, is what I would think of. Well, Christ is our ambassador to God whenever we sin, but we're Christ's ambassadors to those who do not know Jesus. And, and, and what it says, it goes on to say, we implore you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. It's that simple. And so this is the story of what we're doing in this podcast. We want to see people reconciled to God. We want to see people righteously rebuilt into the image and likeness of Jesus Christ. Because when that happened, lives change. When that happens, lives are transformed. When you get to meet Jesus, <laughs> let me promise you one thing. I'm not saying life's going to be perfect. In fact, a lot of times when we meet Jesus, it sometimes gets worse. Because the Satan tries to attack us and attack us and attack us. But it becomes better in the sense that Jesus is alongside us every step of the way. And God is much stronger than the enemy. And essentially the story that I'm trying to tell you guys is that when we give our lives to Jesus, that the life that we have is not going to be perfect, but it's going to be great. And, and as, as the ambassadors, uh, we, we, we have to be reconciled to God. Reconcile yourself to Jesus. And he's going to rebuild us in this lifelong transforming process. The righteous rebuild. Overall, we're both excited for this journey together. And we look forward to all the memories that we're going to share together. Uh, we enjoyed sharing our first podcast with you, and I hope that you enjoyed it with us as well. If you did, just please remember to like and subscribe to our Spotify and YouTube pages, and share our podcast with your friends on social media with the hashtag, hashtag RighteousRebuild. Just remember, God bless you. Jesus loves you. Thank you for joining us. You are the